Hey guys, welcome back to the Be Human podcast. We have Brendan back with us today. Uh, this is going to be a cool episode. I've been looking forward to this one with these two boys. So the topic is, do men need to be scary, especially in this generation? Or we can put it another way, should men be dangerous? Right? So I'll give it to you, Zuz. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. Um, I like this topic a lot because I've been listening to um, things about it, mainly through Jordan Peterson, because he's been talking about this a lot uh, lately as well. And um, what I uh, basically resonate is when we talk about being dangerous or scary, especially for a man, it comes from aggression, I think. Um, and the one thing in, in my industry with, with my fighters is – I try to tell them that it's okay to be aggressive, but they got to be controlled to a certain extent. So I feel like, you know, you, you can get lost in this um, thing that we're talking about now because people might think, you know, what the fuck are they talking about? Just scary, like you're just intimidating people and being a bully or something like that. But what we mean is like when I speak to the fighters, for example, whether they're a female or male, Okay, um, I tell them that you've got to have controlled aggression. So you've got to be basically crazier than that person in front of you, but choose when to use it. So you can't just lose your cool all the time because that can just be you know, constantly aggressive and scary to people. But then you're also damaging yourself in the process. You know what I mean? So you know, when it comes to – I'll keep like resonating it back to when I speak to the fighters for now. And – if they want to be overly aggressive but without control, there's a good chance they're going to walk into a shot that puts them out or hurts them. So in trying to f- in, in focusing so much on trying to be that aggressive or that monster or hurt the person in front of you, you end up hurting yourself. Because so, so then how would you define your what you define as scary <coughs> or dangerous? Okay, well, basically I'll put it like this. If I'm walking down the street with my family, I've... I want to smile. <laughs> I want to smile. I want to help someone if they need help. If someone, if we turn a corner and three guys pull a knife on me to rob me, mm. I need to show up then and there in a different way. You know, I need to then become that primal animal, that lion of the jungle that has to flick the switch consciously and understand the situation and go, okay, there's, in this situation, I can not be scary and dangerous, but there's a good chance that that's going to give those those people the confidence to follow through with whatever they're trying to do to me and hurt me. Or I can see what's in front of me, choose to, you know, let that, that beast inside awaken, and majority of the time in my past, that has then saved me from being in a more dangerous situation because, long story short, the way I see it is, yeah, someone can act crazy, but they're only as crazy as who's in front of them. Mm. And if you show up to be bigger than them and you put doubt in their minds, all of a sudden you've got control of that situation again. Mm. But can uh, you – do you think that comes naturally for you? Like is that something that's natural for you or do, is that something that you acquired like during your lifetime? No, that came naturally because, you know, growing up I was very um, reserved and anxious, mm. but I always had a fire and an anger – and I always had this switch that if I got to a certain point, I felt 
that nothing could stop me when I fl- when I did choose to flick that switch. I felt like even if I when I was that skinny little kid, I felt like a, like a beast, like a monster, or like you know what I mean. Like yeah. I could run through a brick wall at that moment, and I think it's a mechanism that you know at times got me in trouble, or the not the underlying aggression used to get me in trouble, you know, and the anxiety is what used to get me in trouble. But I think the mechanism of being able to control my emotions and choose when to become that aggressive kept me out of, you know, following through with, you know, a situation turning dangerous. Mm. You know what I mean? What about you, Brendan? Well, this is why I asked you that question because for me that wasn't something that came natural. I think, like, I had that quality there from my dad. My dad used to get really, really, really upset and angry. Yeah. But I, it never came out naturally for me. Like, I was more... Placid. I still am placid, but I had to acquire that, I had to learn how to do that. That's what I'm saying for you. It was so normal and so natural. For me, that wasn't natural at all. But saying like, hey, yeah. you just mentioned about your father. Yeah. And I used to, my, my father's the same way. He's, mate, he's only five foot six or something. Mm, yeah. But when I used to see him and I seen him and he's always like drilled into me, don't let someone have it over you. Don't let someone intimidate you. Don't let someone hurt you. You know, don't let anyone walk over you. And he yeah. used to always draw this into me. Mm. And my dad is, yeah, like I said, he's like five foot seven or something. Mm. But when I've seen him flick the switch on, on people bigger than him, he looked like a giant to me mm. in that, in that yeah. moment. Yeah. So I think <coughs> it's something that could be genetically passed through, I guess. But same, I was like you. I was a placid kid. Yeah. So, so do mm. you, Brendan, think that you have some aspects of yourself that is scary and dangerous? I think so, definitely. But I reckon it was more acquired for me because it, it, for, I had it in me. Mm-hmm. It was definitely there as a kid, mm-hmm. but my morality would over overrun me in some way. Like I'd always get to a situation where things could pop off, but my morality and the way that I am was like, nah, I shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Because mm-hmm. we used to go to church and like you hear mm-hmm. all these things, like you yeah. shouldn't do this and that, and that's what we did. But for me, I had to acquire how to actually go, okay, things are popping off. This has something has to be done here. Like this is survival. And I had to learn how to hold myself in a certain way. This is why I got into fighting in some way was I started to do that and then I kind of went too far that way, you know, and then I had to sort of balance myself out back to being a little bit more placid but then still being able to hold my own when, when things happened. So um, there are people that played a role in my life that helped me in invoke that anger and invoke that frustration and that like that sort of masculinity within me which brought that out of me and now I can switch it on and off whenever I whenever I want to so like when when we're at the cricket club like I have to as a fast bowler you got to be able to switch that on you can't be a placid fast bowler it doesn't work like that because fast bowlers are aggressive and they're you know so I had to learn how to become that and that's I think boxing and kickboxing started that for me Mm -hmm. it helped me go this is the point where you can use your aggression in a controlled way like what you were saying but I never had that as a kid Mm. it was it was I was quite placid and you know like sort of humble and shy and you know when things were popping off I'd sort of try and calm the situation down instead of engaging but now I can engage like no problem. Yeah. There's no. Uh, uh, but that also comes with confidence too. Mm-hmm. You got to be sure of yourself, and exactly. I think that's what you're. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Um, and I just want to have a. I want to have a chat about a female um, having that too, because mm-hmm. I believe like obviously mm. we have 
the masculine and the feminine both within ourselves. And for me, it was a very similar journey, um, like you. Like I was sort of a very timid kid and just being pressurised by bullying or being different, pushed in the corner, what will happen is that that eventually that pressure built up. Mm. Yeah. And, and then I exploded and I realised, shit, this is powerful and I loved it because it made me feel a certain way, but I was erratic. Mm. I, had no, I didn't harness it. Yeah. So I used to pop off any time someone looked at me <coughs> sideways, I was on. Um, I did try and suppress it for a, a, a while, mm-hmm. thinking that I was doing the wrong thing. It did more damage to me than good. Yeah. And then again, I reassessed and then had a different relationship to it, mm. which now currently I do. And I'll tell you something, not just in that whole fighting realm and that, that physical realm, but... I look at the way I parent, right? I'm a single mum with three kids and I, and I look at it and I think why do my kids feel stable in the home is because they actually know mum's dangerous, mm. right? Because for them to feel safe first is a must, right? So knowing that mum can flip off, not just at them, but whatever circumstance comes, Whatever person comes, mum has the capacity. doesn't mean I have to constantly throw it out there, but they actually have a knowing and it's not a I believe they've seen that side, mm. right? That's so important. Even in your home, being a, being a man <coughs> with leadership, right? Mm. If, some, if you're the protector of the house, and in my situation, I have to be, right? I have to be able to embody and my kids have to feel it in their body that I'm safe but do you think that also being a single mum does that you've had to like play both parts in that way like you've had to get a strong balance between masculinity and feminine whereas like usually in a husband wife situation husband's playing a role as masculine wife's playing a role as a feminine Mm. Do you think being a single mum and dad, there are going to be single mums listening to this? Mm -hmm. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) And single dads too. This goes for the other way around. Do you think that being a single mum that you've had to strongly play that masculine role to balance out that? Um, I think, first of all, being a kid with ethnic background coming to Australia, going through all that, first gave me a sense of me having to do it for myself. Mm. Right, so back in the day, your parents don't come to school and save your ass. You've got to do it yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a good, healthy part of growing up for my me personally. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. So I, by the time I became a parent, I already had this sense of like, fuck, I got my own back, and it feels good, and I was never scared. I lost fear, mm-hmm. right? But it was not harnessed, like I mentioned. I only started to harness it through my journey as a parent, right? So yes, of course, being a single parent. I had to sort of cultivate it even even deeper. But you know what? Even if there is a partner in my life, honestly, I love that about myself because it means regardless, I've always got protection. I've always protected my kids, right? And so also as a leader, when I say to my children, hey, man, this is what I expect of you, mm-hmm. that authority it comes off the back of them knowing how fucking solid I am within myself Mm. and how much I can look after myself, care for myself. I'm holding the fort down. They respect and value that. If I was a weak, weak kind of natured person and I'm like, hey, I want, these are the things that I want you to do and expect this and that. 
what happens is they don't take it seriously. If I'm loose with that, mm. right, what happens is there's, there's, there's a weakness in that. Yeah. Right. Definitely. So I think it's not. It doesn't always have to come up in fights and mm. and that kind of life too. But it, even in your home, as a leader, my kids have to see me like that first. I have to embody that. I can't expect them to have those qualities. And here I am, like with every drop of a thing, I'm freaking out, breaking mm. down. Yeah. You yeah. know. So Definitely. I think. I think being dangerous and being scary is a fucking must. It's a, a fucking being able must. Being set your boundaries. I think that's Absolutely. The, biggest, the biggest thing is, well, when we're talking about masculinity is how can I set my boundaries so that, you know, people don't screw with me in a certain way. Mm. And you'd be good at that. Like you've, I've never been Through good at setting boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> that's something I had to acquire. I had to learn how to yeah. do that. Yeah. But there's going to be males out there that are like me and can't set their boundaries. And I think fighting was a good thing for me. It didn't do so well for my aggression that I, I ended up overdeveloping because I stored that within my body and I started to like hold things in the more grudgier way, but it did really good for my confidence. Mm, interesting. It, it did really good for my confidence and that's why I had to come back. That's why I said I went too far into aggression and I went too far into holding a grudginess and hate and I had to bring it back in my heart. Mm. To be but I think we all did that. You did that too. Yeah, you went too hardcore. I did it too. You yeah, did it yeah, too. Yeah. And I think that's that's healthy though. We experiment. Yeah. We know. We learn our limits. We've found our boundaries. Boundaries are set from love too. They're not actually set from aggression and danger and that's you know right. all yeah. that space. Mm. You actually start to understand that hey, I have the capacity. Mm. It doesn't mean I have to constantly vomit it out. Mm -hmm. You know. And I think and that's what, what's what important. You'll, what you'll find is like it's similar to if you tell a kid don't touch. The pan is hot. Mm. <laughs> They're not going to listen until they touch it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 and yeah. Um, that's how you, you work out your boundaries. But I think the most important thing too is mm. the difference between having a facade and actually on an energy level, yeah. someone feeling. And we know with mm. like, I know of my kids, they're very sensitive to, mm. to calling your bullshit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, I see it with when we run kids' classes yeah. at the gym, right? I know, like you know, when, when you've got – Say kids not respecting a certain coach, for examples, because they can feel. Doesn't matter how much yes, you yell. Yes. Doesn't matter what you threaten yes. to do. It's an embodied yeah, yeah, you. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll yeah. go stand in the corner. You'll do whatever, yeah. but then you step on, and your presence is straight away mm. felt. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and it takes like just a quick snap of it. You just raise your voice once, yeah. and you see twenty kids look at you straight away and stop. Yeah. You know. So I think Great. the most important thing as well, and this is where. In society, I see a big mix-up now, especially with men, right? Mm. The facade they put on. Mm. The facade they put on, the way they dress, the way they look, the tattoos they want to get, whatever. <laughs> and for some people, yeah, that, that facade will do you good. Yeah. Okay? In a given situation. In a given situation. Yeah. What if that situation gets too deep? Deeper, yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah. your, your facade is exposed. Mm. Then what? Your your ammo's gone. That's right. And that's that's what I think is the most important thing, especially for f masculines right now. Is at the end of the day, sometimes putting on a facade catches you, puts you in the wrong situation. Mm -hmm. yes. Do you know what I mean? Ex yeah, exposes, yeah. exposes you. you yeah. 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 So I think you know the things like the martial arts and yeah. and doing all that is very important. Mm. It's very important because it it's got to do deeper within with your spirit, mm. and you know you, you do then feel. More grounded. Yeah. You know? And I want to just add one more thing mm -hmm. that it just popped in. Um, and I really want to hats off to the men because you know what? It's that scary side or that 
you know, dangerous side or that side that actually makes them do the work that women don't want to do mm. as tough as I can fucking be. Right? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to fucking be a plumber and put my hand down fucking toilets or yeah. clean drains or, mm. yeah. you know, do auto and do stuff like the really heavy lifting of society. Right. And I think we forget that man, mm. like we're so quick to say fucking men should be like this and that, but it's, it's the other side of them. The, the nat- natural side of a man of a masculine energy that, they do the shit a lot of us don't want to do. Mm. And I think we have to also acknowledge that, right? Because there is no way growing up I thought those were the things that I ever wanted to express <coughs> and do, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, hats off to the men that yeah. do the shit that no one wants to do. Yeah. You know, those places that, that are a good example of, like, what you're talking about, that staunchiness, is whenever you go to, like, a fight card or something, there's always guys that are just that staunchiness, and that's that energy that you're talking about. That's mm. just like they're so embodied within that staunchness that they're attracting that something's going to pop off. Yeah. Because it's like an identity or it's like an ego that they've got. They're giving off that energy of like someone, like someone shouldn't mess with them, but someone will because they're attracting. They're, that's that right. Energy. We're all magnets. Yeah. So yeah. you're magnetic. They're not understanding what they've manifested. Yeah. 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 And, I, yeah, and, and, and like I. I love, um, I just, I don't know, I love seeing someone with a facade like that yeah. and then looking through them and going, yeah, 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 yeah. Going, nah, man. Yeah. Like, and knowing if shit did pop off, yeah. I know you're not going to act, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to freeze up or something. Well, why are they doing that? That's the question is Because that's, that's a protective defense, that's, right? that's what I mean, That's like yeah. they're more scared of, yeah. you know, because like, honestly, <clears throat> if you look at the real warriors, if you go back yeah. Samurai, you go back like eight, like real, like, Real fighters, right? They're most humble, loving. They're so gentle Mm. and they avoid conflict because they know what they can fucking do to you. Yeah. Right? They they are really embodied. So I think Mm. it's more about them already saying, hey, stay back. It's like a little dog that barks. Yeah, yeah, It's like fucking, you're looking at it going, bro, I know. But they barking just so that they don't want you too close, right? So I think that's what it is. That's um, perfect. Imagine like you've got a Rottweiler (laughs) and you've got got my fucking Cavalier (laughs) floppy ears going, (laughs) and then the Rottweiler's like, just leave me alone. And all of a sudden he's going, one one bark, and then everyone's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, that's it. That's like that's it. Yeah. that's really like you yeah. can't fuck with the energy. Yeah. The facade, you can yeah. pretend yeah. to be something you're not, yeah. but yeah, it's what you really are. And if at the end of the day, if you've been doing work on yourself, mm. you know, to to bring bring that beast, you know, where it should be because society is trying yeah. to shut it down. Yeah. All right, because they don't want protectors, number one. Yeah. So that's why I look around. We're losing mm. the protectors of this society, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just hope, yeah, especially the masculines out there. Fucking mate, we love do, you. We love you and do everything you can to keep your natural testosterone high. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like what you should be running off. Yeah, but that, that shouldn't be your natural flow. Like that. Mm. And dangerous men make great be. leaders, man. Yeah, they, they are great. You don't leaders. have to be staunch, man. Like, no, just exactly. chill out. Like we're all meant to love each other. That's yeah. what we need to do. You know, hundred percent. You don't need to put out that energy. So, I think that's a good episode. That's a wrap, guys. Cool. Um, Anyway, let us know your thoughts, guys and we girls. We need some questions. I, I want. Yeah. yeah, I think this should raise yeah. questions. This an episode like this should raise some questions. I think yeah. from both sides of the uh, spectrum. And um, Aaliyah, why are you looking at me like that? Yes. Yeah, I'm still recording. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have to tape this part. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, ask questions, guys. And if there's something that you don't agree with, 
Talk to us. Yeah. We're not going to bite you. Yeah. You know, we're here well, to, we to listen. <laughs> <laughs> we might pull a DMX out. But <laughs> <laughs> but dogs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but honestly, man, like converse with us, interact, and let us know your thoughts because, you know, this is the reason why we're doing this. We're doing this so people can hear. And Just sharing opinions, Sharing man. opinions, yeah. man. We're here yeah. to discuss. I yeah, don't discussions, hear opinions. No, yeah, we're here to create a forum where people no can wrong talk. wrong and right. Yeah. Talk freely. Share. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Cool. So we'll see you on the next one. Peace out.